Hello, Jude. Hello, Tyler. How are you today? I'm doing quite well. Very nice. Yeah. Anything new in your life? I feel like the answer to that is always yes. Um, what exactly? I. Mm, I got a question for you. Did you did you do the next um, uh, Toastmasters thing? I did. That was yesterday. Um, Fantastic. Tell I... me about that. I signed up. I, that's actually one of the things I was going to talk to you about. Um, yeah, so I had our last conversation. Did I go to one already, or did I just decide that I was going to go to one? You had been to, to one, one right. and it was like a tabletop meeting thing. I don't right, know. Right. Yeah, it's just a the same meeting every time. Um, okay. Yeah. So I went to that and um, gave my application form or whatever, and it's obviously a pretty old club uh, traditionally right so they went in there's like business meeting and then uh, chairmaster or whatever was like okay and can the sergeant at arms remove our guest and that was me and so I had to go outside and then they had to vote me in and came back and they're like well and it was unanimous and we voted you into the Toastmasters and I was like oh that's kind of cool now so, uh, you must kill the sacrificial lamb and Drink then we'll, we'll send your we'll send your uh, membership in the mail. <laughs> exactly, um, and it's it's actually kind of cool. Um, uh, so I am now, I guess, a toastmaster, even though I'm very much a toast novice. Um, I am just part of this group, and part of the things that you have to do are kind of like you you pick like your pathway, right? And uh, pathway in terms of like leading or um, learning. And so uh, there's multiple different areas that a Toastmaster can focus on. So it's kind of like the meetings are where you go to meet and then each person has like a specific thing they would like to focus and hone their skills on, whether that is leadership or speeches or whatever. Um, and so each person comes to the same meeting. We all do similar roles and things, but each person has like a different driving factor right and so today like 10 minutes ago um i got the email to go into the pathways learning experience or whatever and it was like pick the path that you would like to start and i was like man this is like very much like a video game like picking your skills i was just gonna say right man i was gonna say this coming from your motivational background of these rpgs that where you you start your choosing class and you you have like i'll put my stats into charm or speech or <laughs> strength dexterity this is perfect for you it's set up just for people like you exactly uh and and it was actually funny like because it was it was a very similar um like functionality in, in picking a class in a video game you select your skills and then you pick your tree and then you say i want to go with this and you hit confirm that's pretty much exactly what the toastmasters thing pathways was you log into the site and then it's like read a little bit about each pathway and then there's like 10 or or so and then it was like oh if you don't know you can take this little test and we'll try to show you which ones are applicable to what you want to fill out on right so i did that and uh, i ended up with coaching dynamic leadership and then motivational speech i guess and um each one of them have like shared aspects like i'm assuming all of them are sharing a few things it's just a different couple objectives to reach within each one and so I ended up going with the coaching, um, even though my idea is to be more of a leader, the coaching one, um, like my, my, my 
true passion would lead, would uh, end in being able to help somebody and also lead a productive team. And so the coaching one has aspects of leadership with a focus, I guess, in, in coaching. I don't know what the hell that will turn out to be, um, but it is the path that I took. And then um, unfortunately this game is pay to play because in order to pick the next class, it's $20 USD. <laughs> <laughs> But you know, they got. Well, I guess you'll master one. You master one first. Exactly. Yeah. So okay. So so is there any like secretiveness in this organization, or can you just talk freely about like is is it all? Oh, I don't available? think there's anything I can. If anything, it's it's part of probably they would like to talk about it because um it is kind of a dying, uh thing as as you know traditional things kind of go and go on and people move more to um. Uh, you know, essentially zombie mode where they just go on their social media and scroll through shit and they don't really care about making themselves better. Um, so there's really nothing to talk about. Um, it, or there's really nothing I can't talk about. It's like, oh, I, it's like the engineer's guild where like you can't talk about the ceremony or whatever. It's really too bad because it is an art that's so required right now, the ability to speak fluently and, and motivate others. Um, yeah, and... and like, ask more yeah. about just what... what the other classes where I'm just, I'm just curious or not I guess they're not classes like pathways pathways yeah <laughs> thinking um, about them as classes but I can open this up here I think maybe maybe I can't go back now that I've picked one um I actually was I was like oh man maybe I should wait to do this on Friday when I have like my counseling session or whatever and like see what if, if he's like oh actually I think this would be you or whatever because he was the, my counselor was like the original one to be like man you you need to lead and I could see you being, he was like, I could see you being a really good counselor. And I was like, wow, okay, interesting. I never even thought about that. <laughs> it means right? a lot coming from a counselor. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so I, honestly, I, f I feel like every single one is going to give you what you need. And, and you're probably going to expand into the other ones eventually anyway. Yeah, definitely. But really just starting at all is what's really going to. Yeah. So right here. So we got dynamic leadership, effective coaching, engaging humor innovative planning, leadership development, motivational strategies, persuasive influence, presentation mastery, strategic relationships, team collaboration, and visionary communication. Yeah, so I'm sure there's going to be a lot of overlap in a lot of those. Yes, um, definitely. I think I think what the idea is, um, for example, in effective coaching, you might take more of a active, like your, your objectives for the first one is always the same. You need to do this icebreaker speech where like you talk about who you are and how you got to where you are in six to eight minutes. And that's kind of the first, that's the same for everybody. As you get more skilled in like the basics of everything, then you start to focus on specific things that may tie into your pathway. So for example, dynamic leadership might be like, okay, your objective over the next six months is to engage within the people in your group and then start a project with those people. Whereas effective coaching may be to uh, everybody writes feedback on everybody during their talking points and maybe that would be to pull that person aside and have a conversation with them and be like oh hey I've spent a bit of extra time digging into feedback and coaching and da 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 right um, engaging humor you might have I don't know some kind of laugh factor <laughs> like you know I, I, I have no idea I haven't read any of these I'm just mm -hmm, purely mm -hmm. speculating but it's really cool um, it's it's kind of like the first time where it's like given a very objective like work on yourself kind of thing you know like you can read a self-help book or say that you want to communicate better um this is the first time where you're actually like oh pick a thing that will make you better and we'll see if you know you do that in video games all the time okay i'm gonna get better if i click this and da, 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 and you look up class guides but this is really like for myself you know it's kind of weird looking at that it sounds very nerdy but it's, it's also really cool no it's really cool i, I feel like 
video games are really good at, at restricting the parameters so you can get really good at something specific and learn how to do it in, in the game. And this is a sort of way of gamifying life and, and, and really narrowing those parameters into a, uh, an organized focus focused way that is known to work. Yeah, and, and, that's, that, and that's one of the cool things I think about this excellent. is that it's been around for so many hundreds of years and it is like a thing that they can quantify and be like, you know, follow mm -hmm. these this path in this course or whatever. And like, like I've been really in the motion of there's no way it's going to hurt, right? Like that's kind of how I looked at a lot of things. Like there's zero ways that I take this and I'm going to come out worse than I am before. Unless I become some sort of like multi-level marketing like Schwill who just like, messages all my Facebook high school friends from like 15 years ago and just be like, hey guys, you want to make some extra money on the side or some shit like that? Yeah. <laughs> but, so I, I feel like this is nothing but a positive um, like step forward, I guess. Well, also when you're talking to people that are masters of their craft like that, you realize that there are so many obvious things or very, very simple things that if you just do them, uh, everything just becomes that much better just gaps in your knowledge Definitely. they can they like that's that's what mentorship is all about right is skipping the having to figure out all this crap on your own um I, i've just realized that i paid a couple hundred bucks to uh pay for this online guitar lessons mm. thing i haven't played guitar for years but i've never taken lessons right so i've had to figure out everything myself mm -hmm. and just from listening and there's something about hearing somebody go step by step through all of these things that you kind of already know a little bit and you kind of think, oh, well, I've just kind of figured it out. This is my way of doing things mm -hmm. where you realize, no, this is the standard way of doing things. This is the way that makes sense. Everyone will discover it themselves if they spend enough time with the guitar. Yeah. But or, or just like certain techniques that I never would have thought of or there's a lot of little things that would have greatly improved my guitar playing earlier if I had just known about them. Yeah, and, and there's something to be said for starting in that way, starting in a way that is individually driven, because I feel like I already have most of the dexterity to become quite a good guitar player, even though I don't have the techniques quite yet. Mm -hmm. And I think I think it's, it's definitely a dichotomy, because um, people that have grown up with strict lessons and stuff like that feel that they want to break out into the more oh i wish i didn't have all of these boundaries whereas people that have never had any of that are kind of the other way which is like oh i kind of it would be kind of cool if i had didn't have to go through 200 hours of playing to figure out this one simple thing right and so i feel like yeah. there's balance in everything and i think that's really cool that you um did that what was the course or what was it like a udemy <laughs> thing or it's called next level playing i don't know if you've seen on youtube the, his name's paul davids yeah okay yeah i've seen him um, before. he's just a guy that i really really like his videos right yeah and he's just a really like i don't know it's just easy to watch his videos he's very engaging right he's from like denmark or, so, or finland i don't, I don't know he's, he's got a those... cool accent oh yeah he's got a he's got a really cool accent is that the 200 dollar course or whatever yeah, nice, nice. So he's yeah. got he's got like a beginner's one that's learn, mm -hmm. practice, play, and then he's got another one that's for more intermediate, and that's the All one right. I'm doing. Yeah, cool. And and, it's and hard it... to find time to do that, but just little bits every once in a while is there's so many things that I I've just I've only learned snippets of the bigger picture. Mm -hmm. And have you found value? Uh, out and of he, it? he 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 does. 
Yeah, definitely, definitely. I I know he does. Um, like he's he goes through things quite quickly, and then basically expects you to do the work. Um, which is good and bad in that, like you can watch all of his video. All like for the first, it's broken into like seven sections. The first right. section you can get through in like half an hour, but the actual skills needed to master the first section, um, it, if you were just getting used to those would like really like he'll just talk about all of the chords all the major minor sevens like well not all the th chords but all the major chord all the <laughs> major not major as in major <laughs> yes, chords all the major chords he'll cover them all in like a five minute video and just be like and now you can play them all <laughs> yeah yeah right? now go back and watch um, it 200 times to figure like, out how he's that not work well, he's he's not waiting for you to build the strength to play an F chord, right? Yeah, right. He's just telling you this is what it looks like. Now it's up to you to to figure to, to build that ability, which is, I mean, that's exactly what I need because I already have all that strength and dexterity. I can can do all that stuff. Yeah, it's, um, it's, and, it's and essentially most hard... of it is review still at, at this point, but by the second lesson, it's already <laughs> not a lot of review. <laughs> Definitely, and it really comes down to you actually practicing and and taking those and like actually acting on them because obviously um anybody can look up like oh how to play a john mayer song and find the chords and like it's like okay now you know how to do it but it's like can you actually do it right now you have to take that yeah. away and work and put in the hard work to actually get to that next level right i feel like that's why so many people fail at you know playing guitar is a good example because like my dad for example will play and then you know he can get a few things going or whatever but he doesn't really practice like certain bar chords and stuff like that and it's just like okay when he gets to a certain point where it's like that he's like oh i just can't do that and it's like well sure you can like you know how it's just that you need to build the dexterity and, and do all the hard stuff to get to the point where you can actually do that right what's great about this is he'll he'll give you scales and he'll show you how to do how to improvise um in a particular way and then he'll give you backing tracks to practice over Right, and and at the end of every section, there's a solo that you have, that you learn, that kind of masters all the techniques you've learned throughout. Um, it's it's really great, really applied. It's something I need to. I, I've always struggled, just like trying to find the best way to move forward, or the best, or even the best resources in terms of, like, if I want to improvise, what do I look for? I, right. Like before, I've just typed in backing tracks on YouTube and see if I can find something. Um, but this is really good in that it's applied. It only gives you a backing track you already know how to improvise over. Yeah, it's like a structured lesson. I find I, cause mm -hmm. I have a I did a I bought a couple of Udemy courses just off YouTubers like um, Sean Daniels is another was that that's no what did you say Paul Daniels Paul Davids Paul Davids yeah I think Sean Daniels is another guy who I find pretty cool. He's really good for beginners and kind of um, kind of like a teacher that I would actually be like, oh, I could learn from you because your teaching style works well with my learning style. Um, and his course had mm -hmm. very similar things. Here's the pentatonic scales. There's going to be a backing track that you can play back and practice what we just went over over top of those, right? Um, so it's it was very similar. I never actually followed through with a lot of that stuff just because I was like, oh, okay, this is cool. But again, I didn't really want to put in the work to do that. So... Yeah, time time is always a major obstacle. 
Yeah, exactly. That's probably mm-hmm. one of my favorite things about the guitar is that I can keep one kind of right beside my desk um, and then kind of pick it up and practice here and there um, instead of like maybe picking up my phone and just wasting time doing something, right? Yeah, my acoustic is sitting right next to the couch and my electric is sitting right next to my bed. Yeah, exactly. And On so the wall. It's always it's always right, right there, right? You got to try to make it as accessible as possible. <laughs> and and just so that you can prioritize that over something else. I found um, ever since I've like murdered all the notifications on all my like social media stuff, like it's been a huge change in screen time and just like how much I care about certain things, right? Like I used to go on to Instagram and just kind of like scroll up a bunch a few times an hour just to see if there's anything new to look at or new stories from people that are friends with me or whatever. Now it's just, I don't even think about it, right? Um, instead, I'll just mm-hmm. do something else to waste my time. <laughs> yeah, that's right. We're going on Reddit instead. Which, which I've still actually... <laughs> Man, uh, Reddit sucks up so much of my time. I need to be, like, I have to be careful because I love it. Like, I re, I, like I'm so addicted to it, but I it's because I really like it. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's just, like, such accessible knowledge that's in such interesting content always to my... And, of course, I've, like carefully crafted my reddit feed to be exactly yeah. what i want it to be it's like the dopamine supply i've more recently i've been yeah i've been trying to like cut anything that's a just pure waste of attention <clears throat> anything that's like just like cute animals or or right. just like funny gifts and funny memes and stuff like that stuff's gotta go mm-hmm. <laughs> i can't spend any time looking at that stuff it's like such a waste um or like oh man tiktok oh yeah i i I've just seen snippets of it. It it's such an attention suck. Like it's hard to stop looking at it. You you can step away like after watching it for twenty minutes and and go. I have like my brain has not taken in any actual information mm-hmm. in the last twenty minutes. Yeah, it's like this was a complete waste of time. I don't even remember what the last like maybe I remember the last video or the last two videos I watched. But what happened in that for the first five minutes and then the next twenty five minutes after that, you you have no idea. You realize how easy it's gonna be to succeed in the next couple decades um, as a person that doesn't waste all their time doing those types of things like if you can apply yourself in ways that make you better so much of the population is gonna be get are, are gonna be getting left behind because their attention is rather than being used to increase their intellectual ability or increase their physical ability it's just being sucked away into a void in their phone yeah and it's it's actually really quite scary when you think about that because i would say that the majority of the population doesn't think like that and so the majority is kind of like the hive mind right so those are the people that are voting those are the people that are doing things that can have a drastic change on the outcome of certain things in the world and you know it there's a few things I want to touch on just in terms of what we just talked about because I think it's very important but um, it's, it's 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 to me it's quite scary I think first the first thing I want to say is I wonder if that is a big reason as to why you know hundreds of years ago certain people were like like um, I don't know how old Isaac Newton was when he figured out the shit that was really cool but he was probably like in his 20s right and it's like he was in his 20s yeah and, and he was old, 25 yeah and old blacksmiths who have mastered things by the time they're like 20 and it's like probably because like what they do every single day is like they wake up and they do absolutely nothing except for that thing because there's no distractions in their life 
right? They don't have anything yeah. to do except for work on their craft and like like the basic necessities of life. I wonder if that's the case. I don't know for sure, but I'm assuming that has a thing to do with it. Yeah. Um Yeah, a Raf I think it's Raphael or or maybe it's Donatello or one of the one of the Ninja Turtle artists. Um <laughs> not Leonardo, but um who sculpted the Pieta. It was like it's probably the most amazing sculpture ever made in my opinion right um and i've seen it. it's in the vatican and it, it almost like it gives you shivers you're looking at this thing that's just it doesn't look like it can possibly be made of marble right it's unbelievable but uh i think it's it i should probably look it up but um Raphael or whoever did it he was i think he was 19 no, he was 20 crazy. when he finished it or something and you you realize you're and I, when i saw it i was about that age and I remember looking at him being like, man, I've not mastered anything. And this guy was already the best in the world. What that will ever be at this one particular area. Yeah, it was Michelangelo. Just Michelangelo. Okay. Pieta, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it, it, it's very, and I'm sure there's a, like, to say that they were, it's probably like an unhealthy balance in their life. Like, you know, those those guys probably didn't live <laughs> well, very and, long. <laughs> and also, um, non, well, also huge amounts of money. <laughs> yeah, that too. Uh, apparently... Apparently, the the best marble sculptors in the world, or carvers, I guess. I don't know if it's actually called sculpting because you don't actually sculpt, but um, will there will never ne there will never be anyone comparable to those during the Renaissance because there is no state funded art now. That, right. There's no like nobody is paying billions of dollars into one person to get them really really good at sculpting marble. Right. Whereas that was actually a thing back then because marble is crazy expensive. Right. So for someone to just be able to practice and learn on marble just doesn't exist anymore. Right. And, and it was probably the, a lot more the canvases. available back then as well. Like, you know. Well, I, I think there was just like there was empire. The Roman Empire yeah. <laughs> had endless resources. Exactly. You know, they have 40,000 slaves in the copper mine. Like they don't they don't mind. Yeah, and now it's like the the opposite where like in order to get to that point as an artist, you kind of have to go like you have to like be shit and continuously be shit and then like try to become better so people will buy it and then you get to that point where you can have that. But it's still nowhere near the scale that it was back then. Yeah, and back then you'd have a mentor that would you'd basically live with your your mentor that would teach you from a young age you were you your entire life was dedicated to one craft and just basically copying and being better than that person basically like yeah you go and live right. with them and you just do everything they do you get up at five o'clock okay well i'm getting up at five o'clock and you know it just, just goes on like that um, yeah apprenticeship is the greatest form of education it's just it's very difficult to do to the masses because you need the incoming group to be equal to the outgoing group in terms of like you need an equal number of teachers to students right and then it's difficult to do nowadays it's also, nowadays it's, the class sizes are getting bigger and bigger yeah and, <laughs> and less and less it's, specialists it's more and more focused on like like because schools are so profitable it's like if if they took the approach where okay apprentice apprenticeships are the best way to train the best people and that was the approach they did it rather than the financial point of view i would expect that they would probably like if they could flip that 
and money wasn't a thing, I assume they probably would move to an apprenticeship style of teaching. And they do that in the trades because I think that's just most efficient. Um, but a lot of these universities and, and education is a huge form of money for a lot of those people. So there's no like financially they're not they're, they're not choosing to do the, the best thing because of the money is what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah. And, and I mean, group learning does have its its benefits. Obviously, there's you get exposed to way more ideas that way. Oh, for sure. <clears throat> Which is important. In its own. I, I, I mean, there's always there's always going to be a place for that. It's a, it's a balance. Yeah, definitely. The other thing um, I want to touch on, just based on that whole like um, TikTok and other crap or whatever, it's just mm-hmm. like I was listening to the, the Rogan, the Joe Rogan podcast, and he goes to uh, talk about he had the guy from the Social Dilemma on his podcast, um, Tristan Harris. Yeah, Tristan Harris. Yeah, and they were talking, and uh, again, it's financially motivated. So, so TikTok, for example, and Facebook, and all these other things because we are the product, because we are the people that are generating money by looking at ads, that is where their interest lies in, in trying to, okay, so people get, like we can make money based on the amount of ads that we show. Okay, so that means the more people that watch our ads, the more money we make. Okay, so what is, so they're basically theory crafting the best way to, to capture your attention span. And they do that through like a shitload of A-B testing by basically saying, um, okay, I'm going to send 50% of the population this, and I send 50% of the population this. Whatever one gets more engagement, that's when we're going to roll out. Then we do another A-B test, and, and you just continuously do that. If their focus was more on, okay, instead of ad revenue, let's just say what is the best possible way to make the best possible people, and they instead focused on that, Not, I think they would still make a lot of money, but they would also be doing something better for the world right um whereas right now it's just like oh okay tiktok we're going to instantly start playing the videos as soon as a person opens it we're going to give them seamless like autoplay like you don't even have to do anything when you open tiktok you just runs for hours when you look at it youtube same thing autoplay netflix autoplay right it's designed to make us uh, capture our attention as lazy as possible so they can show us the most ads and stuff like that and it's like man if you could just swap that and show us stuff that would be helpful or show us things that like they could even keep the same model but show us more positive things based like based on what we what would make humanity better versus like what just gets the most clicks right so it's a very interesting dynamic i guess um and i found that really interesting when he when he pointed that out and i was like damn like that's that's scary they have a financial motivation these giant companies to their directors to make the company profitable and if that means ruining like humans in a sense they're gonna do it and it's like jesus christ like that is that is terrifying yeah you still take cold showers uh, i've been on and off like yeah it's been uh, i kind of expected that during the winter it would be really difficult because it's like super freaking cold everywhere and then uh like when i like in the in the summer for example if i go training and it's like 25 degrees out i'll sweat inside the gym and then when i come on the way home i'll be like hot and like sweaty and shit and so like by the time i get into the shower it's like this is nice but now it's like you step outside after f- sweating and you just instantly become ice block and then you like get home and you're like so cooled down that's just like holy crap like this is so right. I, I really haven't kept up to it as much as i would like to um but i i, I feel like it may be a seasonal thing or um yeah I don't know. Every once in a while, I'll just crank it to cold and I'll just chill for a little bit. But <laughs> it's not—it's not like what I would like to do is every time, right? Right. 
Yeah, I've been doing it the last month or so. Oh, really? A little more than a month now. Yeah. And you're right. It's really, really freaking hard to do when it gets cold. Well, not number one, because the water gets colder. Yeah. <laughs> the water is ice cold. It's so cold. Um, but also, I it's I pretty much have to do it after exercising, um, like you said. So I'll, I'll go for a quick run, and that'll get me warmed up. And, and then I'll, and even though I'm running outside, and then I'll go and shower mm-hmm. in the cold. Uh, or I'll, like today, I was just lifting weights in my living room and then jumped in the shower. And yeah, it is it is difficult. Um, I've gotten a lot better at it. Mm-hmm. And the cold is like, it's just a whole nother co- thing to conquer is doing it in the winter. Really challenging. But I've been loving it. Honestly, I feel so good when I get out still. Like, not to fire that and back up, I think. It's also like my apartment is also pretty warm, so I think that helps. Like mm-hmm. if if you have a cold apartment or a cold house, like that's gonna be very difficult to do. I found that like what like the for example, when I started slowing down on it, I was kind of stopping other areas of my life that were more important because I would be like, oh, I don't wanna get up in cold shower. It's like, I'm just mm-hmm. going to, and it's like, shit, like that, it really shouldn't be the case. It should just be like, hey, like, I'll just get up and then not think about it and then jump in there. But when you know it's coming, it's like, oh my God. But I guess that again is just more discipline and mental fortitude, right? But Yeah, I've had to do it a couple of times without exercising and it's so, so much harder. Mm-hmm. Um, but something about doing it every day and, and the fact that it doesn't take, it's one thing you can do that doesn't take more time. If anything, it takes less time because you want to get out of there. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's one thing I really like about it. It's like I can improve or challenge myself every single morning, first thing in the morning without any extra time because I would normally be showering in the hot. Very true. And and it's more comfortable to get out. <laughs> Very true. In the winter, when you take a hot shower, it's still very uncomfortable to get out of the shower. But it's not a, like when when it's cold out, getting out of the cold water is totally fine, and you feel great. I also got this. Uh, I got this really really strong peppermint soap. I don't know if you've. It's called Doc. Uh, what is it called? Doctor Donner's or something? Or this like. <laughs> It's, it's famous for being super powerful. So it's like you like free, you feel it basically. It bas- it, it makes you feel like your entire body is taking a breath mint. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doctor, and then is it Donner's? I think it's Dr. Donner's or something. Dr. Bronner. Bronner, yeah, yeah, there we go. Oh, Dr. Bronner's. It's, there's all these videos of people online being like, don't put this in your ass. <laughs> <laughs> like, don't let it yeah. touch your balls. It's so minty. Um, yeah, I just like cover myself with that stuff and jump into the cold and it's even colder. Yeah, that. <laughs> it amps it up. By the, en- like, by the end of my shower, I'm pretty much numb. Like, yeah. I, I can just stand there for good. There's well, no problem. So, okay, when you wash your head, like, do you get brain freeze? Yeah. And But you, do you... you like it's not is it not it's not good for you to just like keep your head because i yeah, was like wow i don't i, I mean yeah, yeah. i what i do is um, dip it in dip it out dip it in dip it out well sometimes i put on shampoo and then rinse it out really quickly mm-hmm. and then and then turn off the, the water and that's when i'll like put the the dr bronner's on and uh and 
conditioner. You turn it off like the shampoo. Water? You turned it off. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Weird. Catherine got me on that just because it saves a lot of water too. Huh. Plus, then I'm not suffering in the freezing cold the whole time. Yeah, no <laughs> um, and then yeah, it, I don't know. That's cool. And you're saving, you're saving water, you're saving energy, and it, you just you feel like you're so connected. <laughs> I guess, yeah. I don't know. Interesting. No, it's it's honest. Like, why not, right? If yeah, you're, no if you're gonna be cold, standing in a cold, like when you shut it off, you're totally comfortable. Compared to a normal shower, if it's hot and you shut it off, now you're getting cold while you're still putting stuff on, mm -hmm. and you want to get back into the shower. This is like take your time, lather yourself up, and then when you go back in the second time into the cold, it's way easier because your body's already kind of adapted. You know, just because you're doing it now, I'm gonna try to do it again. I'm just, I'm just going to try to keep up with you and just be like, okay, we'll keep each other honest about it. Something about feeling minty fresh and, and like frozen to the core, bright and early. And then you, you just, you get all this energy because your body's like, you're really cold. You need to warm yourself up. So you I just, I, I, something. right as I step out of my bathroom, I have a chin up bar that I just jump on, do mm. some chin ups. I wonder if that's like, and like, you might want to look into maybe if that's good for your muscles, like... <laughs> They just start snapping and stuff. <laughs> I think it's probably fine. Doesn't I think? I think um, strong enough. Uh, stress on your body generally strengthens it, right? Um, but if you do a bunch cold, of exercise before stretching, I don't do a bunch. I, I don't do a bunch. Like I just do like six chin-ups. It doesn't taste oh, okay, like okay, ten, okay. 10 seconds. Um, <laughs> You're not running. I can't do that many. <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I don't do my run after. Like I, if I'm running, I'm doing it before <laughs> the cold shower. And and in that case, it's really nice because my joints will be hurting, and the yeah. cold ends up decreasing inflammation. Well, so. the one thing I noticed uh, as a definite issue with the hot showers or just like not cold showers um, is like for example, I train and normally I'll shower before training because I don't want to be show up stinky and sweat all over people, and I'll shower after. Um, and uh, that's two showers usually within quick succession. So if I take a shower in the morning, and then I'm if I shower in the morning, I won't shower before sort of thing, right? Um, but if I shower in the morning and then I do a morning class and I come home and shower and then there's a night class and I'll go to that and I'll, when I come home after that, I'll shower. So it's like three showers in a day sometimes. Yeah, it's um, too many showers. And, sure. and the hot like water like messes my skin, like it's dry. And so like I have to like moisturize like a motherfucker and like just to try to keep up on the, like or else my stuff will start like splitting and shit. I'm like, oh my God, this is, or I'll just get like super itchy because like dry mm -hmm. skin is itchy and I'll just be like, holy crap. And that's because of the hot water, like the cold showers, you don't get that like dryness. You're not drying your body out, right? Right. Um, and also like if I was to take three cold showers, like I said, they're way faster. And so it'd probably equal like the water of showering once in like the hot water, right? Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I find it interesting though, because like, like I don't really care about, because I did the cold shower thing, like I, if I take a warm shower now, um, and then like I turn it off like I don't really care about being cold or like if I take a hot shower and it gets cold It's just like whatever, you know, it's like I, I don't really it's not like I get uncomfortable it's just kind of like oh, okay, whatever This is this or if I take a shower and there's no hot water. It's just cold. It's like oh, okay, whatever that sucks, but um, right. I do really want to get back into that because I was I was on a roll where it's like three months I didn't have a single warm shower and then you know, you start slipping by being like, okay, like let's Start with the warm and then end with the cold, and then it's just kind of mm -hmm. uh, just kind of how you start too. You kind of start with the you start with warm, and then get cold, and then you slowly start getting yourself to do the 
just cold. Um, yeah, exactly. But uh, uh, what was I going to say? I was going to say it, it, it's kind of cool. It'll come full circle because you kind of got me started doing the cold showers. And now I'll get you back doing cold showers. <laughs> well, that, and that's kind of like what I was looking for. Like whenever I do anything in terms of like working out or whatever, it, it always would be nice if there was somebody to do it with you to, to keep each other honest. Right. So it's kind of like, OK, well, get up, yeah. you lazy piece of shit. Let's go. And then the yeah. next day you're like, OK, let's get up and go. Right. And so, hey man, last last time we talked, we were t- I was talking about how I've been running every day, and that day I hadn't run yet, so I was like, "Fuck, I gotta get out of here, yeah. <laughs> put on my shoes, get out, run." I don't want to make make myself a liar. Just something to be accountable, right? And uh, actually, it was something that um, uh, the place I do jujitsu at started doing was a super big turnoff for me initially, but now I quite like it. Um, is they kind of had this mandate of like attendance cards, um, and so you show up. You, you check your card in, then you get a whole punch. And after so many things, whatever, they'll do the promotions, which is still I don't really fully agree on um, because it's mm-hmm. kind of just saying like anybody, if you just show up, regardless of your skill level, you can get promoted. Um, that was like the initial concern. And also it's just like, man, fucking attendance cards, really? Like what are we in high school? Like I'm paying for this. Why do I have to do this? But I found that it's keeping me super accountable. Like I will go let's say like if there's like an injury or like a minor injury that I normally be like, okay, maybe I don't have to go today. I will go just to get the goddamn card filled out. Right. right. And it's like, you look at it after and it's like, this is sweet. Like I have one of the most filled out cards in the whole gym and it's like, I'm going, I'm becoming way better because I'm going. Um, and uh, the way that they do the promotions isn't exactly like after X amount of classes, you get promoted. It's like when you first start X amount of classes, you get like promoted when you get your white belt. But when you become blue belt, it basically goes, all out the window because it's like yeah if you're shit you're not gonna get <laughs> you don't deserve it right so um but i find the accountability like it's like wow this is it kind of gamifies it again right it's kind of like oh yeah it makes sense to me because i mean your skill level is going to correlate quite strongly with how often you're going exactly so and especially at first that that makes the most sense for sure definitely um, yeah I like that um and cool. and I, i'm kind of like a proponent to it i'm kind of just like an advocate i'm just like you know what that's i i kind of like this like i'm i'm going more often which was the goal of mine in the first place right like it used yeah. to be a goal for me to go three times a week right now i'm going seven times a week and it's just like it's like damn like like that's and and all because of this stupid change right um also because mm-hmm. it's COVID and there's nothing else to do but um that's beside the point <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, yeah, I'm quite enjoying that. And like, I am getting really quite good. Um, it, it, there's a lot more injuries that I'm accumulating because I'm going more often, <laughs> but it's just kind of like, they're not like bad enough that I can't work through them. So it's all right. And if anything, it's kind of cool because like I, I hyperextended my arm, like, I don't know, like a month ago. Um, and so it's like the next times that I went, I, I had to like beat people without that arm, you know? So it's like, you're learning different aspects of it. Um, right now I'm pretty sure I've a couple broken toes and it's just like well i mean those just kind of suck like <laughs> there's really no benefit to that it's <laughs> pretty extreme man i don't know if i'd be going with broken toes uh, it, it, it's like it's kind of it's just like uh i guess like it's not like it's a foot that's broken it's just a fucking toe it's like yeah i mean it's just I kind guess of like annoying, you, can't, you, know? you can't put anything on your like you can't put a little toe cast i guess yeah it's just like it's right. like I can do everything else except for maybe one or two things that just so happen to be like the warm up runs, which happen every fucking class. And so it's just kind of like, okay, I can I can suffer through like 15 minutes of pain, and then 
like it'll probably get it better on its own like and if it doesn't it's like well fuck it's just a toe who cares like <laughs> you know all right maybe that's tyler <laughs> the, the spartan well, it's, i don't know i like it like the, for me going like like i hypersecond my arm and i was like hey i'll take like a couple days off for that because i need to make sure i don't fuck it up but then i just taped it up and and put a, a brace on it and just kind of was like super careful about it you tap super early if if you're somebody puts you in a position where it might hurt you just play more like safe but at least i'm going and i'm getting there and if i if let's say the doctor was like man your toe is fucked you need to stop doing this i would probably still go and just not participate you know i'd probably just like sit and watch um and then probably end up doing it anyway but um yeah that's uh... a <laughs> It's always, a, it's always a thing like rolling is like the most like fun part like when you're actually sparring and like wrestling with people and it's like multiple times i've had like maybe a a, a sprain something or whatever and i'll like get there and i'll be like no i'm not gonna roll i tell everybody that and then the rolling starts you're just like mm, sure why not like well <laughs> something about that environment yeah we'll go for a little bit it's it, I, I find it so much fun like i don't know like when i was a kid i don't know what happened to me but like just fighting with people is like some of the most adrenaline pumping fun experiences I've ever had. And it's like, now I'm actually good at it. So it's like, this is kind of fun. Like, so I, I like that competitive nature. Yeah. I liked how my house was always a place that we could kind of do that. Be rough. Yeah. Um, my mom was totally fine with it. <laughs> yeah, she was like, and I think part of that was because my, her, her dad was a boxer and right. And really, really liked getting guys to box um and she always just thought it was a healthy way of fighting and well i don't know just exercise get rid basically. of some like and i mean you know we wouldn't be punching each other in the faces or or growing like we were pretty yeah you're not you're not um, trying to kick people in the nuts and, like take them out and like exactly cause them harm right we were just seeing how hard we could punch each other's in the chest you know <laughs> yeah we're just like, like wrestling for once, and... a while, for once in a while feel around my ribs i'll be like mm, is that supposed to be like that <laughs> yeah yeah, probably it's fine. Like, no, I don't have any pain or anything. Yeah. Um, I, I think it's good. Yeah. Yeah, I think there's a certain level like roughhousing is like there's between roughhousing and like fighting. You know, like yeah, absolutely. if you want to injure the person, that's not good. If you just want to dominate somebody, I'd say that's fine. You know, like wrestling is very healthy. It, it helps you get aggression out. Like, if you don't have an outlet for that, well, shit. That's how you get people that are like start doing really crazy things because they never had that ability to do that it also helps check your ego like a lot of people come to train and like there'll be a girl that whoops her ass because she's been training for a while and it's just like man there's nothing more grounding than getting your ass whooped by like a 15 year old girl who's been training her whole life and it's like mm -hmm. and and it's you're doing everything including using your strength and it's like jesus christ like i'm powerless to like this person right mm -hmm. and it's pretty cool because I am a smaller guy. Like I'm, I'm big. I'm six two and I'm one sixty or whatever. But compared to the the six five two hundred pound person, it's like I'm smaller. And when mm -hmm. they, you know, first start going, it's like you you can just tool them with like without even using your arms, right? Like you can make them tap yeah. without even trying. It's just like I mean, that inflates my ego, I guess. But it kind of murders. Yeah, it, right? <laughs> it's a the great evener. Yeah, no, that's that's great. Is it, yeah, it'll give you confidence too in, in terms of that area. Oh, definitely. I find uh, that um, I definitely carry myself. Like, like I've done martial arts my whole life. It's not like it's been a new thing. Um, and one of the most important things you kind of learn um, is, is just kind of like, like I've probably, if I'd never 
took martial arts, I'd probably get in more fights. I've never, I've only ever been in one kind of fight, like at school or whatever, right? Um, and that was like a kind of huge lapse in my judgment and a couple other things that kind of went wrong that were just like, mm -hmm. fuck this person or whatever. Um, but it, doing martial arts, you'd learn to avoid everything more than you learn to seek it out because you know how damaging it could be, especially the legal ramifications nowadays. Like if you hit somebody, they knock them out and they hit their head on the curb and they die. Well, you're charged for murder, even if mm -hmm. they were in the wrong at the time. Legally, you're screwed. Um, but also it's just kind of like you can feel when situations and like you can feel when things and it's like, okay, like this, I, I don't feel good here. Like you don't want to fight people because, it, you know, it's not something that you want to do. Like it's, it's a huge headache legally and crap like that. And also it's just like, why, you know, so it's a lot yeah. easier just to avoid it. Um, yeah, I guess you get a better at reading people based on your successes and failures too. Yeah. Probably and like, get, a, get a good eye for like looking at someone being like, yeah. I'm not gonna gonna be kind of careful around this person. <laughs> yeah, and and even um like if somebody was to try to start something with me and let's say throw a punch or whatever, if I could like avoid that without and then not hit them because like like just going to the legal aspects alone, just having the skill sets to avoid like getting hit and like knowing what to do to protect yourself, that's really all it is. Like you're just trying to protect yourself because even if you're a trained person, if somebody gets a lucky hit on you, you could be the person that ends up in a coma or something like that, regardless of how well you are trained, right? So it's good mm -hmm. to know like how to defend yourself. But for the most part, if there's ever a situation, like let's say there's somebody who is like mugging me or something, I would just do whatever the hell they want. Um, if I could run away, I probably would like, you know, that's why risk, why risk anything, right? Like, you know, if, if there was a situation where it was like, well, I don't know, that's why they have competitions, right? That's why there's rule sets where it's like, okay, you guys can fight in this ring and he's not gonna have a knife on him. He's not gonna have like a person who's like, gonna run in the background and kick your face in while you're like on top of them or whatever right like right so. yeah there's a ref yeah it's just kind of yeah and it's just like i always f found it kind of cool like i hope there's at least one point in my time maybe it probably wouldn't be but where i get into like an altercation with somebody who also trains and then like we just figure out that each other train you're just like oh that's cool and it's just like sweet man see you later you know <laughs> that's great that'd be, that'd be kind of like an interesting Thing. I mean, we would both kind of fail our entire martial arts backgrounds if that was ever a thing, but it would also be really cool to just be like, damn, nice, nice arm bar, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> be interesting. But, yeah, um, I played uh, 24 hours of Diablo this weekend. The <laughs> uh, uh, third one? Or? Yeah, first time that's ever happened in 10 years, basically. Um, hmm. I was just kind of chilling, and then my buddy randomly was like, oh, man, season 22 of Diablo starts today now he's like 22 yeah i was like okay cool it, it doesn't happen every year it, it's like multiple times a year like five times a year or something like that season okay. starts um but i was like oh, okay i'll check it out whatever right and then um i guess i ended up getting super lucky with like the drops that i was getting and like the set Ooh. pieces that i was and i ended up just grind like uh i, I was just playing and I was like, oh, I'm doing a lot of damage to like, these mobs. And my friends were like, man, you're getting lucky. Like, they played a lot more than me, right? And I just kept playing, and they were recreating new characters, and I kept the same one or whatever. And then eventually I was like, oh, I got, like, the last piece I needed. And they're just like, what? And I was like, yeah. And then um, they're like, okay. And they would, like, be like, oh, I have to go, like, have dinner. And I was like, okay, cool. And then one of my other friends would jump on, and we would keep playing. He'd be like, oh, I got to go for a run. And be like, okay, cool. And the other guy <laughs> would come back on, and I'd still be there grinding, right? And then on, like, Saturday night or Sunday night, um, I was just kind of clicking around and I was like, oh, I wonder like what the leaderboards are. And it was attainable for me to be in like the top thousand players in the world. And so I was like, 
okay, I'm going to do that. And so I was like 950th in the world for <laughs> my character. <laughs> so nice. that's why I was like, wow. And I was like, it's good that I got that out of my system because I am not doing that for another 10 years. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, that's wild. Yeah, it was, I was like, wow, that's, I guess that's an idea of just having really good RNG because I like hit every single set piece. I just became like so strong and like, I was just like crushing this stuff and I was like, holy shit, I could be one of the best players in the world. <laughs> like very attainably. What, what's, um, what's RNG? Uh, random number generation. So like, oh, I like, see. Okay. yeah, the drop tables and stuff like that. Right. <laughs> right. Just because something has a one 15,000 chance doesn't mean you get it after 15,000 times. Right. Right. Could mean you get it the first run or it could mean you get it after 500,000 monsters or something right. like that. Yeah. Um, so I hate like every single thing, probably it most optimal way possible. My buddy was just like, fuck you. Like <laughs> grinding out to get like certain pieces that takes them like hours. And I got like all six pieces within like 30 minutes. And I was just like, <laughs> it, it's probably one of my favorite games. Chosen um, one. Yeah. It's probably really bad for me chemically now that I know about like serotonin and all that kind of crap or dopamine, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's probably like the oh. worst possible game you can play. Yeah. But it is fun. Right. <laughs> yeah i should probably stay away from that yeah i know they got a they got a really good reward feedback loop in that it, game. it is constant like the whole game is basically you running through seeing all your damage on the screen killing thousands of monsters in like a five minute period and all of them are dropping crazy rare things and every single rare thing is a gamble like you have to like inspect what it is so you see the picture you see a nice bright orange beam shoot up into the sky that happens like 50 times around and then you have to bring that back to gamble on what it'll become and you're trying to get these pieces that are like random right and then every single round you get these credits that then you can go and gamble for a certain type of thing and then if you don't hit that you can also gamble the next thing it's just like it's basically <laughs> gambling for kid it, it is yeah i don't know right just 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 reward loop like crazy they have the perfect model in my opinion to make a successful game yeah it's just been optimized like crazy yeah and it yeah i i love it <laughs> but that's why that's why i was happy that i i was like I was just kind of playing Sunday night and I was like, oh man, this is like, fuck, I could see myself wasting a lot of time. And then I, and then I saw, I was like, oh shit, if I do like three more like riffs or whatever, I could be in the top thousand. And I was like, okay. So I stayed up for like two more hours, did that. And then I was like, okay, now I'm done. Like now I've achieved what I wanted to do because I, I didn't, I didn't want to achieve anything. I was just the feedback loop, right? It's like, oh, I'm doing mm -hmm. da, 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 da. And it's like, okay, but this is just going to go on forever. I could just create a new <laughs> character and then bomb my way up again. Right. So I was like, okay, yeah. get a thousand, sweet. I refreshed it like the next morning and I was nowhere even close to the top yeah. because it's like, right. you know, just happened that it was on Friday it started and I no life did for <laughs> 24 hours. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Maybe, maybe don't buy the fourth one or oh, do, I, I guess. Whatever, what do you want to, <laughs> whatever you want to get out of it. I think, I guess if that's, I think it is balance, I, right? It is fun, right? I mean, like you are enjoying it. So, I mean, when I when I look back on a lot of the games I played, I really did enjoy the time playing them. Yeah, and I'm and um, I wasn't alone. I was chatting with friends online yeah, that were in Kelowna that I haven't seen in a while, and um, yeah. it like my, like I'm trying to be more of a balanced individual, right? So, gaming mm -hmm. 24 hours on one weekend is not very good. 
but my goal has also been to spend less money doing things outside too right so it kind of it's like okay well you know that game i have probably 150 hours in which isn't a whole lot compared to people but the fact that Mm -hmm. i paid 40 bucks for it 10 years ago like that game owes me nothing you know like and and for me to play that and not spend 100 bucks going out it was basically like 100 bucks every time you leave the goddamn house um you know it's just kind of like okay well that's in line with this goal and um you know i worked really hard the past like three weeks like you know whatever i am just gonna bomb this whole weekend and i felt really Mm -hmm. good i felt so good like monday i was like wow i feel like i ripped the band-aid off that i haven't like been able to do in so long right Mm -hmm. also feel like depending on the game um the starting and learning and mastery of a game that loop is i think quite good for your brain i think so you're still figuring stuff out and yeah exactly especially these kind of complicated games um I mean, obviously, like RTS games, probably more so. But I feel like I don't know if I'm smarter because of it, but I, I do feel like there are aspects of video games that have improved certain skills, even in in my actual life. Oh, um, definitely. I would I would 100% agree with that. In fact, it's in terms of like optimization of certain tasks or or um, certain hand-eye coordination like my thumbs can do things <laughs> <laughs> that or you know like I, I feel like i'm better at controlling things um or picking up how to mm-hmm. run a particular type of program or or box like or an experiment the most I optimal like i can ways. learn how to run yeah exactly i can learn how to run an experiment or program an experiment faster mm-hmm. most people because i've trained my brain to do that over and over and over playing new games learning the new parameters the new rules of the Mm -hmm. game there's something to that for sure there's a couple of real life examples i have in terms of um that one of the weirdest ones was i got really big into like european truck simulator for like i don't know like five (laughs) six days or like it was like three weekends or something that right and then like Mm -hmm. five years later um i was moving here to saskatchewan and i had like first time i ever had a trailer right and my dad, my mom was like, oh, man, I really want you to practice with your dad. And that's why, like, I was like, okay, sure, whatever. I hooked up the trailer to his truck. And he was, like, trying to explain to me how it works. And I was like, dude, I know, like, how I know that I have to turn this way <laughs> to go this way. And I know I, I know jackknifing will happen at this thing. And he's just like, how do you know this? And I was like, man, I played a fucking game, like, five years ago. It's just like, I had to master <laughs> that. And it was just like, you know, it's not perfect. There's touch and feel and stuff like that. But the physics, like, the, the numbers and those simulator games that are based on real-life parameters like gravity and physics specifically um that is all applicable right like that's why training in vr is going to be such a huge thing in the future um and it's just like like damn like a lot of that stuff is interesting and also the other thing that is kind of cool um is jujitsu for example a lot of nerds love jujitsu because it follows the same kind of um, video game style it just has a more physical thing but there is meta in jujitsu there is ways of gaming the rules and people for example figured out that leg locks if you figure out the spider web of like leg locks you'll win more matches because that's that's the meta that nobody knows how to defend against and that comes straight from a bunch of nerds just being like oh what is the best smash Bros. character like what is how do i okay this person is like the s tier thing Okay, well in jujitsu, this is the S tier move. It's just like okay, so just yeah. learn that, right? I always like, love that about about Smash Bros. 
the way you, that would happen where that you'd have one character that dominates for a long long time mm-hmm. and is the best character and then all of a sudden without like nowadays they're, they're like changing things all the time but yeah back when it was like brawler or even the wii u, u one i think there was a character that would dominate for a long long time and then someone would figure out a character that would always beat that character mm-hmm. like they and then all of a sudden the character would switch and this would now be the best mm-hmm. i loved that how like certain care they were there would be this switching of what the best character was because people would learn how to use that character in a particular yeah in a different way that made it better than all the other ones and that's totally like that would absolutely be true of martial arts as well definitely in terms of move sets and and skill sets and everything um, like really it's just a way of adapting it's essentially what it is yeah um, specifically to it just shows you there's there's never necessarily a best way of doing something mm-hmm. there might be a best way of doing something in a con in a particular context yeah then as soon as you introduce something new it completely throws off the power balance and it was it was really cool in smash bros specifically because you would have like like as a kid you'd be like oh i'm gonna play with cool characters and da 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 but then you'd see some dude who's like the master of smash bros and he's playing like princess peach or some shit like that or like kirby like some kind of thing you're just like what like and it's just like you look at it like a, a different thing it's not you don't care about what it is or who the person is that you're playing or whatever. You don't care that the leg lock is maybe more of a feminine approach or, or like whatever. Right. Or like, it's just kind of like, these are the, the bounds of the rules. Here's a bunch of characters. And it's like, okay, well this character fits this, 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 and this. So I'm going to do that. I don't care what it looks like, what color it is, like anything. It's just like, and then you got like this dude who's like the best in the world because he just smashed princess peach turnips. And it's just like, it's like who would have fucking guessed that? You know, like, mm-hmm. so I find that super, super cool but. yeah i think was it um ip man did you ever watch that ip man oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. um definitely his whole thing was like because his wife created his style of kung fu yep. um yep Chung and, or wing chun yeah yeah and he was just like he, he his whole thing was the style doesn't actually doesn't matter at all it's mm-hmm. the fighter yeah and then you, cool. you have like bruce lee who's like no, the best it style all is together. all the styles. Like that's what yeah. martial arts is. <laughs> you know? It's like to be so karate is the best, or kung fu is the best. It's like no, that's stupid because like, like in certain like karate is the best in the karate rule set. It's like mm-hmm. kung fu is the best in the kung fu wing set. Like, but if you take a boxer and put him in against the MMA, he's gonna get his ass whooped because like he's never kicked with his legs, right? Mm-hmm. Same with taking an MMA fighter, put him in a boxing ring, he's gonna lose because the other guy is such a technical like. That, that's why I, f- I find so interesting about people who are like, oh man, McGregor could have a chance against Floyd Mayweather. It's like McGregor has had no pro fights. May- Mayweather has not lost a fight in 50 and 0, and you think he has a chance. Like, like sure, there's like the maybe 0.0001% chance that McGregor throws a punch and somehow finds a chin and knocks him out, but it's just like, that's not no. Like, like You take a guy who's studied this one thing his entire life and, yeah, he's specialized. Yeah, and and not only is he specialized, but he's specialized in defending, like and, yeah. and tagging points. It's like you cannot beat him off one thing, no matter how cocky you are, right? Um, so I found that I always see people are just like, oh, he's gonna win. It's like there's not a chance in hell unless he has a heart attack in the middle of the ring that he goes down. Like, yeah. But there is, so that's why they bet on it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The only thing that I hope that doesn't happen is like it gets to a point where money is the factor and it's like, oh, maybe he'll throw it and like try to or or they'll try to like 
like, okay, well, we want to actually do three fights. One where McGregor kicks his, or one where Mayweather kicks his ass. One where, like, he actually loses. So it's not, like, a skill thing, but it ends up being more of a political or, like, where it's, like, you have Turn. to lose this, right? Yeah, it turns into WWE. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and it, it kind of has in UFC. Like, it's no longer the best fighters that are fighting people. It's kind of, like, like again, it goes back to that whole TikTok thing. Their, their motive is to it please the shareholders, and that means selling pay-per-view. So you don't get the best skilled fighters. You get the ones that sell tickets, and it's like, fuck, it sucks. But yeah, would I be any different? Celebrity fights. Exactly. Yeah. And, you know, I, I nobody wants to watch two celebrities that don't have anything bash their faces more than me. I'd love to see that kind of stuff. But, <laughs> it should be a different thing. Yeah, probably. when you're when you're trying to pick the best fighter in the world, but you're not taking the best fighter in the world into equation, it's like, what the fuck are you actually doing, right? Right. So, <clears throat> yeah. Anything else great? How's your archaeological stuff going? Um. Well, Is that so the crazy? guy. No, well, so the guy called me the other day, but I had I had to work. Or he he. He was like, I know you asked for like a week's notice, um, but just in case I'm going up tomorrow. And I was like, oh, man, I'm going to try to make it work. But I, I couldn't. I just had like so I had so many things the next day um, and now it snowed. So I, I don't know when mm. like the weather will be OK again. But right. I'm still I'm still looking forward to it. It's going to happen. That's I just cool. don't know when it's going to be. Definitely. I'm looking to get into a bit of ice fishing stuff over the next little bit here. Oh, very That's cool. Pretty. My my cousin caught fifty fish. <laughs> Whoa! Day. One of them was like you pull this fish out of the hole. I didn't see it, but he showed a video of it. Fish is like this long, and it comes out of a hole like this big. And it's just like, where did Damn. you? How did you find? Like, what the hell? It's pretty cool. It's cool. Yeah, I guess yeah. it, do, you, do you need a whole different type of gear for that? Uh, it's actually you need like let like I probably want have to buy anything. It's just kind of show up. Right. You don't even have to bring warm clothing because they basically have these like sheds that they just stick on the lake that are here yeah, right, right. and then um like a fishing to do normal fishing you can get like an expensive rod but ice fishing it's literally you could do it with a stick and then like because right. you're not you're not trolling you're not moving you literally just stick it there and you just right let and it you just drink beer stick. until you get fish <laughs> exactly if you don't catch anything at least you catch a buzz yeah that's so. right and the other thing I'm you only need one guy that's got the well hole might already be be drilled well, they would, they would, yeah, like in a shed, you probably the... dig like three or four holes or whatever, right? But, oh, okay, okay, right, yeah. right. But you got one guy with the drill thing. And... Yeah, like they go Crank. pretty hard here. It's no, it's not like, like nobody here sits outside on the ice because it's like you're on a lake where there's zero protection from the wind and the wind gets up to like minus 50. And so it's like right. you, you're you in like a, a heated space <laughs> with like multiple cushy things, chairs, you know, and you just chill. And I was like, that sounds really cool. So I'm going to try to go out sometime this weekend but i'm also going to try to do a live stream coding thing i want to try to build a game well i want to try to build tic-tac-toe actually it's not really a game but in this yeah, new uh in this rules new, yeah it's, it's a new uh uh it's google's um google's framework which is like flutter i think is what it's called and okay. uh it's um just like it's supposed to you code it in their thing and it works on mobile android ios like web all that stuff so is it built into the web Nope. nope. It's no. it's uh it's using kind of like a similar framework to JavaScript. It's just it's just like a new thing. So I've been looking into it over the past couple of days and just kind of it's like oh interesting. I would like to know more about this. Obviously, I can build tic tac toe in like a multitude of other things, but I want to specifically do it in this. Deploy it to my phone and put it up on the store and just be like, hey, I made an app. You know. Right. Um. Um. Actually, I'm curious. Maybe you can 
can you tell me what Jupiter Notebook is? I've never heard of that. Jupiter Notebook? Oh, okay. I, I know it's it's used quite a lot in... Uh... Oh, Jupiter is a nonprofit to develop open source software, interactive computing across dozens of languages. Like a web-based... I'm pretty sure it's a web-based um, Python compiler or something. That's what it looks like, yeah. What is the point of it for graphs and stuff, eh? math? Um, making programs. Hmm. He, I, I, it seems to keep coming up in the um, systems neuroscience. Yeah, it looks like a lot of... of the people that use it are like universities and like data and like, yeah. So it looks more science um, based, but I'm assuming when it comes it's... To like processing of like image processing and stuff. Mm. I think it's just and for teaching purposes too. Um, because people don't have to download a compiler onto their computer. Yeah. They can just yeah, run code it's... on their on Jupyter Notebook. I think it's like, I guess the compiling happens at a database somewhere. Oh, like a certain, really like, like you don't have to use the processing somewhere. power of like your own computer sort I of thing? I think that's how it works. I, I, I don't know. I was, I was hoping you could explain it, but I guess it's, it's not in your radar. It, it looks like it's just like a way to do live code. So like you can do equations and stuff and then... Um, like there's been quite a few things that are like that. Like for example, JavaScript has multiple different ways of like hosting stuff online so that you can just like start coding right away without having to set up an environment and do all that kind of crap, you know? Right. Um, and so there's quite a bit about that. And I, I've never heard of the Jupyter like notebook stuff. And I'm assuming that's just because it's more in the education, it's more education focused. Like Python right. specifically is usually more like um, efficient things or algorithms or whatever, right? Um, right. Whereas what I'm kind of doing is more so like um, uh, like trade stuff. Like I want a website or I want this, right? You wouldn't necessarily use Python or something for that. Right, okay. okay. But it sounds pretty cool. I'm, that's interesting. I'll have to look into that a bit more. Cool. Yeah, 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 I actually would. Do you know much about um, like deep neural nets and that kind of stuff? I've looked into them and stuff, and um, learning, learning. Uh, I know how they kind of work in theory. Um, and then I've done a couple of courses. I was going to try to build one um, to do like simple things, like I might do one for tic tac toe or whatever. Um, mm -hmm. But I don't like. Do you have questions on it or? Uh, not particularly. I'm just I'm wondering what, how easy they are to implement. Um, they're they're coming. They're becoming really popular in neuroscience for especially for data analysis and stuff um, and image image analysis. Right now, there's a there's a open source software called Deep Lab Cut mm -hmm. that's really doing really really well in the behavioral neuroscience field, and it it does um, I guess it's called pose estimation. It can it can mm -hmm. kind of learn what it can you can videotape a behavior and it can tell you all sorts of stuff about that behavior and and start doing. Uh, analysis so we can you know we can tell you if a rat's good in withdrawal or not right um, better than a human could right because it picks uh, up on our cues yeah yeah just kind of it, it's it's really cool i'm just wondering just just thinking about the possibilities of what i can do and what you could help me do and <laughs> yeah, I can definitely start looking into them more. I know that I would be more interested in the game kind of thing. Like, I know there's been multiple, like, tutorials out there on, on like, building neural nets on how to beat Smash Bro or um, uh, Super Mario or whatever, right? Mm -hmm. And then you see in, like, you, you'd spin up, like, eight different versions of the game, and then you see it learning, and it's like, 
like it's it's kind of scary actually yeah. um because it'll do things that uh like or for example co-op i think you ever played co-op i think they built a neural net for that and like was oh, that the thing of the little guy running yeah where you have to like press qw yeah, yeah, yeah. Like function his legs and it'll do things that are more um efficient than what like 99% of humanity would have chosen to do like it'll be like oh it's gonna crawl on its back and like yeah yeah it, it won't run like, like a person it'll yeah actually... and, and the same with like those robots from like the mit or whatever it's just like man that is weird that it chooses this is the most efficient way to run and it's like yeah. if humans could model themselves after that we'd be way better running you know or like or oh well it might maybe the starting conditions matter too you know it might come up with a different one depending on very true yeah. Or what it decides to start honing in on exactly so it's it's really quite quite um, i know it's fascinating really, it's really cool have you did you see that solutions they come up with her have you seen be... that dynamic that boston dynamics robot that they like updated recently newest one uh it's like doing backflips humanoid like one or the like yeah um, yeah. yeah like that is <laughs> I, mean, I i subscribe to their youtube channel because every time they come up with something new i'm it always blows my mind <laughs> yeah i know it's like how those control engineers are it's unbelievable yeah I, I, um, and that's not really ai it's more just like well i'm sure they'd have i'm sure they have machine learning but it'd probably be like ai in certain parts of it so it's like yeah the, the leg needs to know the best way to do this so it's just going to build a neural net to figure out what the best way to do that is right yeah um i'm sure they have all sorts of like control algorithms as well just like feedback loops and um really really advanced mathematical modeling inside brain of that thing yeah no doubt probably really like impressive. eight different brains in that thing yeah it's wild wild times man i was listening to another joe rogan thing with um i think it was i can't remember who it was but he was talking about in texas him and his family go to like this vr place where they'll put like a, a certain suit on or whatever and it'll like um compress and whatnot and so like you can actually feel things now in uh, like yeah. VR, and it's like that's wild. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I saw a video a while back. Um, a guy that when he, he got a tour and interviewed some of the engineers that were working on a gauntlet, like a an augmented yeah. reality sort of glove, and that was the idea was having these little, yes, there would be like hydraulic fluid filled pistons that that mm. cover every inch of your hand and they can press and they can change the temperature so like you can i mean really if you think about um our ability to feel liquid mm -hmm. the only it's not like we have liquid sensors in our hands yeah we have temperature and pressure sensors right and if you can manipulate temperature and pressure enough you can simulate the feeling of liquid being <laughs> yeah. on your hands yeah no doubt um you just need a particular you know if you can it's cooler generally mm -hmm. and and it's it change, it's a little bit higher pressure than the air and that gives you this feeling of having liquid in your hands yeah that's probably why sometimes it, when it rains you don't know if it's raining sometimes like you're just like or a, or if you're drop? in a if you're in like a pretty warm pool and you hold really still we had that and you go we just oh, feel I like you're like I'm, floating just feel like i'm standing normally yeah like i just don't feel like i'm in a pool um yeah, so that technology is definitely going to be interesting. I, I, I have a hard time imagining like what it would look like to increase the 
density of these things like because in order right. to really stimulate feeling you're gonna need tons of these things yeah although i don't know your brain thinking, might just trick it into looking yeah like you know what i think your hands actually there's there's a property i don't remember what it's called but where you have uh it's like i think it's like two point discrimination on your hand or on mm -hmm. any part of your body where if you were to take two things and put them on your arm for instance close together how close together do you get before your brain perceives that as one thing mm. different parts of the body have, has a different um different length so like your hand is going to be really good but if you have two things on your hand that are two inches apart you can and you close your eyes somebody pokes your hand with two things you're going to say okay i'm being poked by two things right now mm. if they get down to like half an inch you're just gonna say, "Oh, there's one thing poking me right now." Like, like kind of like a like a fork with two two things. You'll be able to tell that it's the same object poking you, or you just perceive it as there's one. Perceive it thing. as one point. Ah, weird. And I think your hand is probably particularly good at it. But if you do it on like the back of your arm or something, mm. just like if you just take your two fingers and poke the back of your arm, you're already like pretty bad at discriminating <laughs> how many things. <laughs> Yeah, are poking no you um so i mean I, I i'm sure getting the hardware to get past that point mm -hmm. is probably not going to be that difficult well and i think i mean too... it, it's going to be expensive and having mm -hmm. that many moving parts is the problem too but i think, but I think can... also um there's that that aspect of where like if you if your brain thinks that it's eating something it will like pull certain things to like fill that in you know like if it thinks that what you're looking at is chocolate pudding or whatever that's why like you you see those like videos on youtube where it's like they'll like cut into like a shoe it's a piece of cake you're just like what the fuck and like um <laughs> yeah that, it's like it's like you, your brain Everything anticipates it as like as doing that it's just like okay so if, if they can just if the vr can just trick your brain that this is that you probably don't need as much hardware physical stuff you could if, if you can just play off the mind which is really kind of weird like that's that's what's going to be the interesting thing um yeah your brain will fill in gaps for sure your brain is quite plastic mm -hmm. do that i yeah it'll be like i don't know like i would need like some kind of like button to press where it's just like stop or like <laughs> you know because like what happens if you get to like some situation where like your brain perceives that you're no longer in some kind of like thing and then like you're just like oh shit like what the hell you know like that's gonna be the worst oh. part it's amazing that even in its current form, which is, I mean, it's still, they've made a lot of progress, but it's still pretty early days yeah. of VR. Um, there's already, like, there's already lots of videos of people breaking that boundary where they think something is actually real. Yeah, like when they're you trying know? to walk across that board. On yeah, exactly. Or and they fall yeah. off and they, they freak out or, you know, you have a little, these little, or somebody hits something with their, or tries to put their head through. I don't know if you saw that. There's a there's a game where you're in the vent above and you and you and you're looking down. Yeah. Um, you're in a vent on, in the ceiling and you're looking down into the room, and somebody somebody on the internet was like trying to put their head <laughs> through through the the hole in the ceiling, <laughs> even though there there's no hole. Yeah. <laughs> you no, know, you're on the floor. Yeah, no doubt. Like, oh crap! I hit my head thinking, <laughs> <laughs> like. There's always going to be a little part of your brain that's like, remember, you're in a simulation <laughs> yeah. right now. But 
when you think about move like how much a movie can engage you yeah. once like that engagement gets to a certain point where you're so immersed you're you're gonna lose that completely mm-hmm. and that's gonna be so weird <laughs> and the more components we add to this like i mean that's just visual as soon as we have like tactile yeah and well i guess it's not just visual it's also hearing and that's that actually adds to it a lot but if you add tactile it's just gonna make it that much harder to differentiate well that's the whole really thing cool. about simulation theory basically it's like at what point are we like in a simulation now where it's like we just don't know how to take off the goddamn goggles right or like you know yeah. I, like i understand how that is now a conspiracy or whatever it's like but it's also something that like is probably going to end up happening at some point you know either we're in a simulation yeah, or a, we're going to be in one you know <laughs> there's a philosopher at i think he's at mit or maybe harvard or something that's like pushing that idea he's like yeah it's a simulation like it's pretty it's pretty like it's very no no i mean he's not like that but yeah he's he's saying like it's a definite possibility oh yeah (laughs) i think i think it like you know in in the realm of the universe you have to accept that everything is a possibility but i think specifically with that one the way that we are progressing makes it more like a possibility than some other yeah and he has all sorts of like like i'm using quotation marks proofs that right where it probabilistically it's probably the case that Mm -hmm. this is true um I don't know if I, I don't find them particularly convincing, but is that why he's called a philosopher? Is because like he can say like, like, like in math, we have proofs that are you know accepted as like the standard. But uh, is a philosopher somebody who just like can say like something that is has no evidence, but they can still call it like, you know, or um, you can depends on the area i guess how do you determine if someone's a philosopher versus just some crazy schmuck (laughs) well (laughs) i guess it depends honestly the line would be whether whether they sound believable or not (laughs) yeah fair point (laughs) anybody could be i i guess you have to be able to describe your position in such a way that people go oh yeah maybe maybe that is true right right um and I don't know. Honestly, I'm not, I'm not in that field, so I can't really speak on it. But there are rules, and there are formalities. Mm-hmm. Formal, like logic, is a is a formalized right field. So you can like you can make logical statements and prove and disprove within the realm of that yeah. logical. It's probably similar like to mathematics. There's actually overlap, like the legal. Um, uh, reasonable doubt you know okay we can't rule this out because yeah we don't have anything to rule we also can't rule it in and say that this is a thing because there's no proof but it could That's like right. schrodinger's cat right it's kind of like well fuck close the door of my and, office and just like just like math it, it depends on starting on different axioms different things you take you can make assumptions and certain assumptions work really well for making large um consistent Mm-hmm. ideas within within the world and certain axioms don't you know they might work for a little while and then you can come think of an example that doesn't work <clears throat> no doubt wow crazy chats all over the place say yeah man shit so wrap it up sounds good to me gotta get back to work back to the grind cold showers some for next week yeah get back and get in the cold shower i, I need to I'm put some ice water I wonder what I'll, I wonder if I'll lie to you next week or if I'll tell the truth. <laughs> That'll be the interesting. Honestly, uh, maybe lie to me next week and then the following week tell me that you lied. That that would be the the play I think. But I also think that I don't know. I don't think I feel like I'm not gonna lie to you. I might just end up changing my shower from eight in the morning to like 
afternoon so I don't wake up and straight cold. Yeah, I, I mean, you're in a tough situation because you were saying you, you like to shower so you don't smell. I, I'm assuming that's to go to like jujitsu or is that for going to the gym? Uh, jujitsu, I don't really go to the gym right now. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, because like I would totally, I totally see that. <laughs> like, well, yeah, it's, it's just you're like going to want a shower. Like, yeah, it's you're fucking humping somebody. You should probably smell decent, you know, because I've been on the other exactly. side where like you're on some, some dude doesn't shower, like wash his stuff. It's just like, this is disgusting. First of all, bacteria and also why. You know, you don't want to be the one person nobody wants to train with because of that. Of course. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, thank you very much. I guess we will continue our chats. You're very welcome. Find out next time on Dragon Ball Z. Oh, yes. Thank you to our sponsors. Um, Jude, who's our Crest. first sponsor? Yes. Crest uh, Tooth Whitening Cream. And um, Dr. Broner's. Dr. Broner's. They will clean your body. And your teeth. You hit her here for first, folks. <laughs> okay. <laughs>